Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. George Gascon's primary supporters were Black Lives Matter crowd. Why has this been called the second most important race in the country next to the presidency? George Gascon is supported by uh, the crowd that wants to defund law enforcement. Defund the police. This is really about moving funding around. He's supported by a large swath of the celebrity crowd. Please join me in welcoming the one and only John Legend. The DA's races are so, so critical to how our cities function, and especially here in L.A. So that's from Tucker Carlson's new documentary that I think is on the special Fox channel or whatever. Is that a subscription Fox thing? Fox Nation, yeah. Fox yeah, Nation. Yeah, the streaming thing, yeah. Who's George Gascon, Joe? He's the district attorney of Los Angeles County. He is a very strange, neo-Marxist, self-promoting, lying egomaniac who wants to dismantle the criminal justice system. 
who was supported by uh, left-wing wealthy ideologues and lots of celebrities for some reason. Maybe they just enjoyed his weird Kermit the Frog Count Dracula voice. He's got set. Jack, we can't prosecute our way out of the inequity we have seen. Or whatever the hell he said. We cannot prosecute our way out of the desperation that we have. That's right. right. You called him Count Kermit yesterday. That's pretty good. Count yeah, thank Kermit. you. Um, he doesn't believe in crime is the long and short of it. So you got a, a district attorney who doesn't believe crime is a thing, which is a problem. Well, he believes that it's a product of white supremacy and 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 uh, inequities and the rest of it. And the poor uh, the guy who beat a woman down and stole her purse only did that because of uh, you know the inherent evil of our society. So uh, sheriff, the local sheriff of Illinois. Hmm, clearly, my tongue is not going to allow me to say it. Villanueva? There you go. Uh, does not agree with Gascon. The only significant elected official in Los Angeles who opposes George Gascon is the county sheriff, Alex Villanueva. The problem is here in L.A., in city and county government, they occupy every single seat. There is no other point of view other than that woke ideology. You have to operate in the real world, not their fake fantasy. That's interesting that you have two people at that high level with such different views of things. Here's a little more from the sheriff. From 2019 to 2021, we saw a 94% increase in homicides, which is mind-boggling increase. I can't get the Board of Supervisors to even admit that homicides have gone up 95%. What is that? I liked him in the previous clip, so starkly juxtaposing whether you're dealing with the real world or living in a fantasy world. That Gascon and a lot of his followers are. Oh, I noticed uh, Tucker called his uh, documentary Suicide of Los Angeles because we already uh, trademarked a, a better name. If you have that handy. Mark. Los Angeles crumbling. <laughs> and we have a kick-ass, very brief theme song as well. I don't know if Tucker <laughs> has one of those. Los Angeles is crumbling? Is that Los what it is? Los Angeles is crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. And a little more from Tucker's documentary here. I think the understatement of the year would be to say that there's no love lost between George Gascon and L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. They are polar opposites. My lack of relationship with the D.A. is unprecedented. I've had one phone call with him since he's taken office. That is it. Let's start with the rise in crime in L.A. County. You are the sheriff. Do you bear any responsibility for that? Well, as I'm being defunded and I'm being discredited and delegitimized by our elected officials, it's kind of hard to put the blame on the people who's doing the most of the work. First six months of Gascon's time in office, he rejected 5,932 cases. That means all those people just walk free. So the sheriff and the DA don't speak to each other. Nope. The one is trying to get you to recognize that crime is up in every category, like crazy high. Hello, anybody paying attention? And the other guy's saying, what are you talking about? What's that? Right. It's because inequity. That's what's going on. It's worth pointing out that Chief Moore of the LAPD is every bit as outraged and is speaking out about this. In in fact, in a uh, practically unprecedented explosion of frustration, Chief Moore and uh, uh, Captain Jonathan Tippett, who is in charge of their... Uh, the anti-street crime task force that's recently popped up as, as street crime, armed robberies, that sort of thing, have just exploded, uh, took the unprecedented step of, of bringing to the attention of the public and the press a couple of cases in particular.
particular, which I think are, are worth looking at. And they're talking about these uh, follow home or follow out robberies where the gangbangers have people have their their gangsters uh, scouting in hotels and restaurants and, and shops and whatever, wherever people with money might be. They have them scout out who's got an expensive uh, purse, who's got an expensive wristwatch on, uh, who's who's pulling away in a uh, high end Mercedes, that sort of thing. And then they follow them home, rob them at gunpoint, beat them down, whatever, and take their stuff. So this has exploded. And obviously this is horrifying, and that's the breakdown of civilization. Well, part of the reason civilization is breaking down, and this was highlighted by the chief, uh, they uh, they talked about a couple of individuals who keep getting arrested, like 18-year-old Matthew Adams, who we talked about briefly toward the end of the show yesterday, but is worth bringing up again. He was involved in eight separate follow-off robberies over a six-month period last fall including one in which two USCLA students were robbed of very expensive wristwatches, leaving a club, a second in which two foreign tourists were robbed of watches worth seventy three grand. a third in which 51000 in property was stolen. I am anti-thievery, uh, but man, I could not walk out the door with a, well, I would never have a $73,000 watch, but I can't imagine walking around with that on my wrist. I'd be worried all the time. Well, and I love that the first one was two UCLA students who each were sporting, apparently, like a $75,000 watch. As college kids. Yeah, wait, what? During the course of the eight robberies this guy was involved in, which occurred between September and February, Adams was arrested three times. First time, Jan 9, when uh, Chief said Adams was found in a car that had been used in one of the robberies with a gun. Online court records show no charges were ever filed against Adams in that case. No charges. Suggesting prosecutors were unconvinced they could win a conviction, says the LA Times, or George Gascon just had no interest in it. Adams was arrested again on January 27th, and a third time on February 21st, your birthday, Jack, and in both cases charged with illegal gun possession. Court records show he was ordered released each time immediately without having to pay bail. I love this. This guy's 21 years old now, keep in mind. The reason was a pandemic-related rule aimed at reducing the jail population that requires L.A. County defendants to be released without posting bail for certain offenses, including gun offenses. So just so you understand, and, and some of you might be thinking, look, I don't live in L.A., what do I care? You remember the phrase laboratories of democracy to describe all of the states and really the counties and cities of America. I think if a laboratory in democracy carries out the experiment in the progressive justice system, you ought to go ahead and read the report before it gets adopted in your town. Anyway, has this ever happened in American history where you have the only the only examples I can imagine where you had the uh, the local D.A. and the local sheriff this at odds would have been when you had towns run by, you know, various families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there would be an, uh, a lack of willingness to prosecute some, you know, very tied in, um, you know, what do they call that? Uh, I'm thinking of Tammany Hall, but what, what is that, that whole thing? Oh, machine, yeah, machine yeah, yeah. politics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Only in machine politics can I imagine where this has ever happened in, in U.S. history, where they just aren't going to prosecute that guy because he's part of the political machine. But the whole just allowing people to commit crimes because you don't believe crimes are a thing, that's got to right. be new. Well, I interrupted myself, too, as I was halfway through making a point. So you got this 21-year-old who commits gun crime after gun crime. And keep in mind, anytime anybody gets shot, the left says, we got to have more gun laws, right? So this guy commits gun crime after gun crime. But as a 21-year-old, can't be kept in jail for even a few days because he might get the COVID. 
I mean, what the hell kind of priorities are that? What, what, uh, that's just so divorced from the real world. So anyway, this Adams character has since been arrested for a fourth time on charges related to seven robberies for which he has pleaded not guilty. Public Defender's Office, which represented him during his arraignment, declined to comment. He remains in custody finally after the seven robberies. Uh, and uh, obviously the chief of police is pretty pissed off about this. He says some scathing things about George Gascone, but I wanted to bring you the case of one Cheyenne Hale, who's 25 years old, arrested this month on suspicion of participating in the armed robbery of a man in downtown L.A. in October, in which two watches were estimated to be worth $600,000, and they were stolen. What is Who are that? you people buying these these $300,000 watches? What And what is that? What is a $300,000 watch? What's anyway. it made out of? Mars crystals? Man, what I... You know, occasionally I'll click around and look at those crazy high-end watches, and they're beautiful, and they're handcrafted, and they're Swiss, and whatever else, but uh, I didn't know so many people running around with them. Anyway, so uh, he's, uh, he's arrested for an armed robbery, okay? Police said they recovered a loaded gun from Hale during his arrest, and the detectives in the anti-crime unit found seven additional handguns, $21,000 in cash, and a large quantity of drugs, including cocaine and methamphetamine, when they served a search warrant at Hale's home. Nonetheless, Hale has since been released from custody and is running the streets. I get how you can come to the ideology that you think too many black people are in jail. There's some systemic racism going on. I can get, I can see where you get there, but I don't understand how you, uh, 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 and therefore somebody, somebody with a lifetime of committing crimes gets to do these things. Well, right. They're, they're extremists. They have an extreme view of criminal justice and who the victims are. The victims aren't the victims. The criminals are the victims. It is an extremist view. Um, and, oh, just I had one more point to make it flitted out of my head. Oh, you know, you can absolutely say some guy who sold crack during the 80s or 90s who got life because he had a, a baggie full of it, that's too much, too extreme. It was an overreaction to the crack epidemic, whatever. We can talk about that. You know, you don't need to go to life for uh, go to jail for life for selling drugs necessarily. Okay, um, but the idea that therefore a guy who smashes people in the face and takes their watches and their wallets and their phones and the rest of it should never do any time, and indeed because there's an extra nasty cold going on that's killed a bunch of people, almost none young and healthy, he should never go to jail. I mean, that's an extremist point of view. When that's why George Gascon is going to be kicked out of office. Ninety-eight percent of his prosecutors are in favor of the recall. That's incredible. how the hell did he get elected? Because yeah. people don't pay attention to local elections. Well, they will from here on out. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Um, uh, Wall Street Journal with some scary news about the economy. Some new polling about church going on the heels of Easter and a bunch of other things we can talk about on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So this is a passengers on a plane already in flight yesterday when the mask mandate 
was rescinded and the pilot decided to announce it on the plane. It's over immediately. Congratulations. <laughs> Smattering of applause. And the pilot says, you can take off your masks immediately. And then, oddly, congratulations. <laughs> Which is well, kind of interesting. I, thing I think to say. it was only a smattering of applause because, like every announcement ever made on every airliner, it's practically impossible to understand what's being said. Boy, if you're on those newer planes, it's the exact opposite. Jeez, all those new speakers. So, it, it, from, from mocking, you can't understand it to deafeningly loud. The giant speaker over your head—it's so freaking loud on those planes now. Okay, now we can hear you. How about something in between? <laughs> I like the judge's ruling. She uh, adopted what the New York Times uh, called a narrow interpretation of the authority Congress granted to the CDC and said, why didn't y'all take any public comment or anything on this? You said it was an emergency thing 11 minutes into the pandemic, or I'm sorry, 11 months into the pandemic. How's it an emergency if it took almost a year to do this? And they said, well, because we're the new administration. She said, nah, not good enough. I like it. Yeah, and I think the Proof is in the pudding in that the Biden administration doesn't appear to be going to fight this, possibly just because there's only 10 days left in the whole thing anyway. But it, because politically, it's just nobody wants it. Very few people want it. Uh, we got this text from somebody who's at the Austin airport, even with the new ruling, about 50-50 masked to unmasked. I noticed at my son's school, I'd say it's about 30% masked, even though the masks went away the other day, finally. Uh, still about a third wearing masks at the Austin airport. About half people wearing masks. Of course, half of those people might not have heard the news yesterday. I don't know. Different topic. I mentioned I went to church on Sunday, Easter Sunday. I got criticized for some on the text line for going to church on Easter, something, whatever. Yeah, you're a, you're a CEO, Christmas and Easter only Christian. So you're better to not go at all? or I, You know, I have I heard that attitude expressed as a kid when I was a part of a church-going family and a, a bit of a roll of the eyes about the C&E Christians. It's better than nothing, in my the opinion. U.S. church membership. In 1937, the year my dad was born, it was 73%. 73% of Americans were a member of a church, actually a member. It is now 47%. So it's gone from 73% to 47%. Um, uh, that's often used as an example of how you know people are moving away from God, blah, blah, blah. Every other organization has done the same thing, though, whether it's Boy Scouts or bowling leagues or the Rotary or whatever. We just don't participate in things. We don't participate in community things anymore the way we used to. This other thing from Gallup I thought was more interesting. Percentage of Americans who identify as Christian. 69% of Americans identify as Christian. You wouldn't get that from watching the mainstream media, would you? No, not at all. Because you got 2% identify as Jewish, 1% identify as Muslim, 1% identify as Buddhist. You add those together and you're at 73% of Americans identify with a major religion. You would not guess that from taking in news and discussions on your television. It's a weird fringe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple more examples of that, too. I, I, once you become aware of it, you collect them, and, and you realize that the, the elite media are weirdos. And yet, 
they have such a platform, they have made a lot of the rest of us believe, at least for a time, that, oh, we're out of step. We're, we're the odd ones. We believe things that I guess people shouldn't believe, like controlling the border or paying as you go or working for a living. I guess I'm a weirdo. First time I noticed it was when I had cancer, and I'm living in godless California, and the number of people said, I'm praying for you, people I work with, people I'd known for years, would have never guessed that they would have said, I'm praying for you, and they did. It's because of that. It's because people feel like they have to hide it, even though three-quarters of people identify with some religion. Wall Street Journal with a bit of a warning for where we're headed with the economy you might want to hear coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And a family gathering at my cousin's house for Easter. There was a hunt. Uh, we captured and killed about two dozen hard-boiled eggs. And um, you know, it was funny. I can never get my kids to pick up their toys. We do the song, clean up, clean up, everybody do their share. But hand them a basket, and they will kill each other to fill it with eggs. It's <laughs> remarkable. My daughter, Jane, who is uh, seven years old, she said, um, she told my wife, I know the Easter Bunny is a man in the costume, but my question is, is there just one who does everything, or are there like 12 for the state? <laughs> Some kind of regional manager bunnies or something. So we talked late in the show yesterday when it first came out, that video of uh, the president, Joe Biden, at the... White House Easter egg hunt and then Easter Bunny coming up and interrupting him at some point. I haven't followed, pursued that more. Have you? Oh, yeah, I absolutely have. Yeah. It, he was uh, answering serious questions from reporters about Afghanistan and other things. And one of his staffers turns out the same one who at the end of a press availability uh, availability says, thank you. Thank you. We're done. Thank you. Thank you. That same person was in the Easter Bunny costume, came <laughs> over, said, well, we're done here. We're done here. Mr. President, let's go this way. Let's go this way. And, and dragged him away. So if you're on the White House presidential communications team at some point they might put you in a mascot costume (laughs) well yeah they'll put you in a bunny costume and make sure the president doesn't wander off yep yep that's the cash me outside girl who's in the news we'll tell you more about that later if you haven't heard it one of the analysts about the ukraine war that i've been watching on msnbc won't be there anymore malcolm nance has quit msnbc and gone off to ukraine to fight Holy cow. Yeah. Join an international legion fighting on the side of Ukraine. Wow. He's a military guy with uh, lots of experience and decided, you know, I can't watch this anymore. I'm going to go join them. The more, wow. I, the more I saw of the war going on, the more I thought, I'm done talking. I'm going to take some action. What does it look like a week from now? What does it look like a month from now? As, as Russia clearly has the numbers and they're on the verge of completely taking Mariupol, um, and, and it would seem like at least a hell of a big victory has been won temporarily by the Russians. What does it look like a month from now? Are the Ukrainians still fighting? Is it guerrilla warfare? Are we continuing to arm them? Are they starting to send heavier weapons that we give them into the Russian forces that are occupying towns? I don't know. That steel plant in Mariupol is their Alamo, and those guys are all going to die, but they are going to stay there, and they're going to die, and they're going to die fighting which is something, and that is going to be a lot of the inspiration going forward for Ukrainians. That's quite a story. Well, and if they can, they're going to exact a hell of a cost out of the Russians. Yep.
So the economy's weird in all kinds of ways. We have crazy low unemployment. Like just economists didn't think it could get this low unemployment. We have the most open jobs we've ever had. We've got record inflation going on. We've got all these things happening at the same time. And the Fed is trying to figure it out. So here's your headline in the Wall Street Journal today. Hot economy, rising inflation. The Fed has never successfully fixed a problem like this. Making the point, going through many times in our nation's history where we've had kind of similar situations, but not really this extreme, but we've never successfully landed the plane on one of these. I'll read a little bit from this. The Federal Reserve is setting out to do something it has never accomplished before, reduce inflation a lot without significantly raising unemployment. Central bank officials think it's possible with calibrated interest rate increases that slow booming demand just enough to take the steam out of an overheated economy. But even one of the Fed's closest allies, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, sees the risk of failure. It will require skill and also good luck. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot of luck is going to be involved because economies are obviously very, very complicated. During the past 80 years, the Fed has never lowered inflation as much as it is setting out to do now by four percentage points without causing a recession. In this case, the central bank will need a number of factors out of its control to break its way. Still, Fed officials see optimism. In seven seven different episodes during the past 80 years, inflation has fallen as much as the Fed bank wants it to drop now with varying outcomes. And those episodes suggested that the desired scenario is theoretically possible, though the risk of failure is very, very high. Let me go through some of the numbers, and then we can discuss it. And If the Fed is to land the plane safely, the labor market will be key. Typically, during a recession, joblessness rises sharply. Currently, at 3.6% unemployment is exceptionally low, and demand for workers is so intense that companies have listed millions of unfilled job openings right now. Fed officials say they can curb that demand, causing employers to eliminate vacancies without laying off existing workers. Okay, good luck with that. And tamp down inflation without a recession. That's the soft landing they're hoping for, and I'll give you one example. During the early 1980s, the U.S. experienced a classic, that was the last time numbers were this crazy, the U.S. experienced a classic hard landing, as economists dub it, falling into a deep recession with double-digit unemployment after the Fed pushed its benchmark interest rate to nearly 20% to try to cool off the economy and to tame stubbornly high inflation that had been rising for more than a decade. So in the 80s, the Fed pushed their interest rates up to 20% before they could finally get the inflation whipped. Woo! Yeah, I got a question for you, kind of an, as an aside. In in inflationary environments, theoretically, people start to react and it becomes a spiral. Start eating their neighbors. Well, eventually, certainly. Uh, but I'm talking about, you know, you figure, hey, this is going to be 10% more expensive in two months. I might as well buy it now. And people spend more and more and it causes an inflationary spiral. Do you feel yourself doing that? Some items, yes. Because I found myself doing more or less the opposite. There have been some, like, optional purchases or that'd be really nice type oh, stuff. On a, on a big that, purchase? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoarding money, which might be a terrible idea. Yeah. Which might be the worst yeah, idea. Theoretically. If it's going to be worth 10% less in a year and it's something I am going to buy, why wouldn't you buy it now? Well, because you're afraid everything could go to S. 
But if everything goes to S and your money ain't worth anything. Well, it's that so. See, no, no, no. You can't say something like that. It, your money won't I, be I, worth I, anything. I, I It'll clearly, be worth something. I clearly can <laughs> say something like that. I just did. Not without contradiction, sir. Oh, you um, mean because, I can't say something silly? I mean, if if the whole economy takes a serious dump, you, I mean, like, is there a better twenty? Is there a better? You took economics in college. There's got to be a better term than the economy. You put it taking a dump. You know, it's a sick um, certainly is a better choice of words available. Certainly, I'm sorry. Uh, so, if the economy were to hit some serious uh, uh, reefs, uh, 08 style or what have you, with the war in Europe, uh, I was reading some really interesting stuff about China, the the coupling and decoupling with China slash Russia and the shockwaves that could send that sort of thing. I mean, if things seriously got oh no ish. I'm going to be grateful for every dime I didn't spend. You'd be better off with 85% of your money than 15% of your money. You would think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm generally not a paranoid guy, but uh, you were talking about how the Fed is trying to manage this and uh, soft landing, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept thinking, hey, all the moving parts, which are like big, nasty moving parts, are still moving. And nobody knows where they're going. Well, certainly if you lost your job, for instance. Um, you'd be better off with your money, even if it's worth less, than saying, yeah, but I got that car before it went up, so we got it at a much better price. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, especially with kind of optional purchases. Your car's decent. You're tired of it. It doesn't look great, but you can drive it for another few years, that sort of purchase. Certainly for things that I am going to buy, though, that I know I'm going to buy now. Buy it now. Don't wait to buy it. I was thinking of buying one of those $300,000 watches that people are getting uh, mm. uh, stolen off their wrists what in the LA. Is, so I think I'll go ahead. What the hell is that? I can't even imagine what that is. The thing about that, too, is you'd have to hang out with other people who would recognize that. Otherwise, because all it is is a status symbol. You can tell time with your what phone. What percentage of people would recognize a $300,000 watch? Are there two on Earth? Oh, I know. I, I couldn't tell you whether it was a $300,000 watch or a $300 watch. I'm not sure so, I've noticed at all. My Apple Watch is by far the best watch I've ever had. And it's like 800 bucks. Now, if you show up we're rolling in a Rolls Royce, I know you're a rich guy. Right? That everybody recognizes. Right. But a watch? Nah, not so much. The I did hear a good story yesterday about uh, credit card. Don't put stuff on credit cards. Don't do that. That's, oh, really? That's a bad idea. As oh, they expect interest rates to go way, way, way up. You don't want to be building up your credit card debt well not if you're going to put it on your credit card and pay it off this month obviously that's fine but if you're going to start taking on credit card debt now is not the time to do it you're going all uh clark what's his name on us the consumer guy mm-hmm. first thing cut up all of your credit cards a good idea. what's his name again clark, clark howard something? clark howard that's right nice fellow very nice uh, so uh, you don't want all your stuff to get stolen out of your house uh, during these times of high crime. That's why we really recommend Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security you can buy according to multiple sources. And not only do they deal with randos trying to steal your tools out of your garage or your kids' bikes or uh, you know stealing packages off your uh, off your patio, but uh, they'll alert you if say there's flooding in your home. Yeah, how about this scenario? Terry away for the weekend for her daughter's wedding. The morning of the big day, she gets a call from Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring, and they tell her, hey, your system has detected water in the basement. 
Well, if you got a leak in your basement and you're going to be away for days, that is really, really bad if you didn't know it. But they caught it in time. It still caused $25,000 in damages, but obviously it could have been multiples more than that. Simply Safe can catch that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. There are all sorts of different tools you can use to customize your system perfectly for your home. No long-term contracts, less than a dollar a day, no hidden fees. Customize that perfect system in minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. What about retirees? You know, you've moved your money from stocks and everything like that to cash, and it's now going down. 10% 10% a year for the next couple of years, maybe. That's oh, rough. yeah, that's 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 awful. That's terrifying. You might have to, you know, rejigger your finances. Oof. They were improperly jiggered. Not jiggered correctly. So I'm reading in Axios that high prices are here to stay, and I read the whole thing, and I, I think the headline ought to be, For a While. The only question being the the giant decoupling with Beijing and Moscow and how serious that is and how how far that goes. Uh, Oh, God, there are so many wild cards out there. The supply chain thing. So you can do everything you want to try to curb inflation in the normal way. But when in the um, uh, in the in the 80s, when they were trying to, you know, cool off the economy, you didn't have this supply chain situation drives me nuts. I was at Target yesterday. It's like being it's like when I've shopped in Mexico at their big box stores before. Just, you know, they've got some stuff. You can see that they've had this stuff in the past, maybe because there's shelf space and a little tag there with a price on it. But there ain't no stuff there. So many things, whether it's whatever you're shopping for, they just doesn't exist anymore. It's it's so weird. How long would this last? Well, and you got Shanghai and hundreds of other cities in China locked down like they're on death row. We ought to talk more about that. They've got some more pretty dramatic tape for you, too. Right. But what does how, what does that do to the Fed trying to figure things out? I don't know. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everybody seems to agree the second wave offensive in Ukraine has begun from the Russians. Uh, it was stated, I guess, yesterday. Some people said no, but everybody's everybody's reporting that now. The big second offensive has begun, so more on that later. Brace yourself for more ugliness. Uh, speaking of ugliness, I'm not sure we have time for this, but let's give it a try. It's a tsunami of wokeness. Huh? No? Computer problems? There it is. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. There's a tsunami of wokeness. That's right. Everything woke turns to sh- There's a tsunami of wokeness. There you uh-huh. go. Amen to that. It's the Chinese national anthem right there, you bunch of communists. Anyway, uh, in a shocking twist, it's the Tsunami of Wokeness, There's Hope edition. Oh! But first, this treat sent along by alert listener uh, Dan. We'll call him Dan. It's not his name. but uh, Guys, someone from your show has to sign up for this. I'm dying to know how a pie chart can be racist. The seminar is anti-racist data visualization. Top ticks and tricks, tips and tricks. Are your nonprofits charts and graphs racist? Learn how to incorporate diversity, equity, and inclusion in data visualization. Are your charts 
racist. Yes. And Are your graphs racist? Mm-hmm. Wow. And if you, like, read that and think, oh, my God, I hope they're not, then there's something wrong with you. In 2022, you need to ensure that you analyze and present data in a way that upholds the values of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's surprisingly easy to perpetuate stereotypes, biases, and other types of harm when you communicate information visually. So this is some sort of web seminar. It costs you $150 to listen to this horse crap being spouted. These race hustlers, you got to give them points for A, hubris, and B, cleverness, because you, you white guilt morons out there are willing to pay them what's probably going to turn out to be many, many thousands of dollars for them to explain how a pie chart is really racist because of the association of pie with the black butter or something. God knows what they're going to say. But the fact that they can get anybody to pay for it is just astonishing. I almost admire it. And then a company would pay for that so that they could tell others, we hired a pie chart consultant to make sure our graphs aren't racist. To help protect them if they ever get attacked for something. Yes, bar graphs would have, uh, which have certain bars taller than other graphs, actually are ableist in that handicapped people often are in a wheelchair and a higher bar feels to them like they're being dominated by the patriarchy or whatever. It doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> String together a bunch of terms from uh, college social classes and let the suckers pay. That's awesome. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So here's the hope part of it. A couple of different cases. Former elementary school assistant principal has filed a lawsuit against her Virginia school board claiming she was the victim of intense harassment in a hostile work environment for expressing concerns over her district's mandatory anti-racism training, which is incredibly racist, as you know. It uh, led her to suffer from severe anxiety and panic attacks and ultimately forced her to leave her job. Uh, staff members were taught divisive concepts about race, including that whiteness is characterized by a sense of entitlement. Only members of the dominant race can commit acts of racism. It doesn't exist from other groups, etc. Um, and she was just brutalized verbally and the rest of it and finally had to leave her job. She's going to win. She is going to win this case. And then this I love. Shawnee State University in Ohio has reached a $400,000 settlement with a professor who it punished for refusing to use a transgender student's preferred pronouns. It's going to pay this philosophy professor four hundred grand in damages. It began in January when Meriwether responded to the student's question during a class by saying, Yes, sir. After class, the student told the professor, uh, that the, the student is transgender and has to be referred to as a woman going forward with feminine titles and pronouns. The professor argued that obliging the student's request would violate his own convictions as a Christian. When the professor declined to use the female pronouns, the student became belligerent, told Meriwether he would be fired, and the cringing, cowardly university uh, found that the professor, quote, effectively created a hostile environment for the student by not using the preferred pronoun, uh, placed a written warning in the professor's personnel file that further corrective actions will be taken if he doesn't come correct. So he sued the university under his Fifth Amendment, uh, First Amendment protections, and they settled with him for 400 k Wow. Now, I realize not everybody is going to, in the one case, be forced out of their job because they're made so miserable and decide to fight back, or like this professor say, I'm not taking this S. Not everybody can do that nope. in life, but boy, if you can, do it. Because if we don't win the battle against these uh, pre-enlightenment maniacs, we're going to see our civilization crumble. I'm curious, any of you been to an airport today? 
How many people wearing masks? Or have you flown on a plane today? How many people wearing masks? I'm just curious. And I don't mind if other people wear masks. Go ahead. Send us a, a pie chart of who's wearing masks, but make sure it's not racist. I was watching a bunch of hosts on cable news saying, well, I'm going to continue to wear my mask, which is fine. Go ahead. I just, why is what the question I always have? What, what, what is your data that's making you do that? Do you have well, any? You know, COVID, COVID's dangerous. Uh, blah, 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 blah. No, no. Doesn't the matter what the facts the are. The surge. You hear about the surge? Yeah. Lowest hospitalizations since the pandemic started nationwide two years ago. Did you know that? That's the number you need to know. Armstrong and Getty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash Parity Flex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 